Hello, everyone. Hope is what we're all striving for during these unprecedented times of global uncertainty. On the next episode of Speaking of Love, my guest is Phillips Phelps. She is the founding director of the House of Hope in New Hampshire. Her residential program is faith-based and has a successful track record for helping women overcome addiction through the power of Jesus Christ. Through her own personal testimony, Phyllis shares her love of faith and hope in her new book entitled, Weathering the Storm. Please join us this Saturday at 12 o'clock noon as Phyllis and I come together to discuss her amazing new book and her incredible life's journey. This is one episode you don't want to miss. Please join us this Saturday at 12 o'clock noon via Facebook Live. We hope to see you there. Okay, we are back live. It looks like we lost our connection. You know how this technology is nowadays. But we are back with Phyllis Phelps. She is my guest for today, and she has written an amazing book called Weathering the Storm. The book is available on Amazon, and we are here today to talk about help. We're here to talk about support. We're here to talk about hope. We have a whole array of topics that we're going to discuss today. So Phyllis, I'm sorry about the disconnection. I'm not sure what happened, but we're back on. And we were talking about your journey as an author. How did your journey as an author begin? That was, um, I began sharing my story in the local prison here um, with the ladies and writing up Bibles uh, lessons for them. And I began wanting to write my full story of all the things that I've gone through because I noticed how my sharing my pain with them and my story, they began to open up with their pain and also begin to share with me and allow me to pray with them. I begin to share the word with them at the um, prison, but it's also your testimony of what God has brought you through that was ministering to them. So I wanted to write my story in a book so that I could get it out there so that others could see they're not alone in their journey. And often people don't want you to share your story. And as I was saying before, LaToya, that you want to silence that it's too ugly to look at but i wanted to share this story so that others could see there is hope in any situation that jesus christ is our living hope and he is what helped me to walk through and to be able to sustain the troubles that life comes our way there's always troubles there's always trials if you haven't been through one yet one's going to come and I wanted to be able to have people listen. There's a hope you can hang on to. There's someone who can walk through this with you. God uses people, but he's also, he is our strength through these tough times. And he is what's helped me weather many storms. You know, you're so amazing. I recently had Soraya Hastings as a guest on my podcast, and she has overcome so many adversities in her life, and she attributed all of her blessings to, of course, Jesus Christ, but to you for coming in as an instrument of love and helping her in her life. And I understand that that's what you do at the House of Hope is you help people overcome addictions and you help them see the other side of life. And that's just, you are one of God's angels and that's amazing. 
Thank you, Latoya. Um, my hope is that I can share the hope with other women who are struggling. And it's all, you know, addiction runs hand in hand with the sex trafficking. It runs hand in hand, not only with the sex trafficking, but it runs, which Soraya came out of, but it also runs hand in hand with um, domestic violence. Mm -hmm. um, you know, a lot of people find themselves, they don't, they've been abused as children. They don't want to live anymore. So it also goes along with um, helping to prevent them and helping them find a purpose in life to not give hope, give up hope. But there's always hope. And that's what we try to share here. But it is through love. It is through the transforming love of Jesus Christ. Love is a powerful thing. And God's love is just amazing. He, we offer that to the women. This is where we find our strength. This is where we find our source. They often come to House of Hope and they need a touch of purity, a touch of love because they're so full of hate, so abandoned and abused that when you, it even, when you administer love and you begin to show love, they have to learn how to receive love. Yes. And that was, yeah, it's almost painful. And I remember I went to a home just like this 34 years ago and the woman there showed me love like unbelievable God's love it almost stings mm -hmm. because you're not used to feeling that when you're so full of hate and you're so full of disappointment and you're bruised and when you administer that love it just takes time to receive it and that's um love is a very powerful thing that's what Soraya received was just love first three months just really pouring it into her and that's exactly what she needed at that time in her life. Um, I've created this platform here as an instrument to spread love. And my father, my father was involved in a murder suicide. He killed his wife and then he killed himself. And I truly believe that there is, when things like that happen, it's because of a lack of love somewhere. My father had a lot of love around him but he wasn't able to receive it. So going back to your point of helping, how did you help these women obtain the ability to receive the love that you were giving them? How did you make them more receptive and open to receiving love? Well, that's an interesting thing. Um, it, it, it's through Jesus Christ alone, touching them to help them receive love and they receive God's love. And he, as the hearts begin to turn and be transformed, the Lord says he takes a heart of stone and he changes it into a heart of flesh. So he gives us, he softens the pain. He breaks through the pain. He breaks through the confusion and he reveals himself to them. I just open up the home, bring them in. We meet their physical needs, clothing, food, um, and just caring about them, listening to their stories, listening to their pain. And we step back and we, um, we have Bible studies and devotions. And I just step back for the first three months or so and just let them. And when they're ready, they'll reach for your hand. But um, we just let them absorb, think around. We don't push them. We let the love of Christ draw them because Jesus is a gentleman. He won't cross your will. And then they, when they begin to reach out and receive, I don't teach them how to receive love. The Lord 
the Lord himself ministers to their heart and reveals himself to them through the word of God, which we are in. Uh, we have Bible studies, we have devotions and prayer. And by showing them acts of kindness, mm. smiling, hugging, I always ask them, can I touch you? Can I touch your arm? Because so many people have taken from them without permission. And that is really up to them. And when they say, yes, can I hug you? I always ask them. So we um, minister to it slowly. We reach out to them slowly in little bits. And when they're ready, they just blossom like a rose and they're running up to you and hugging you. And so it's really the answer to your question is just giving them the space that they need, mm -hmm. give me the physical need, letting them get out of the drug fog. And then they can see more, a little bit more clearly and through the word of God, seeing that there is hope and there is purity, which they're so hungry and thirsty for. Wow. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah, that makes a lot of sense because I know it's hard to reach people sometimes in terms of having them open up and be more receptive, not just to love, but to also kindness. Like sometimes if you know a person, you can give a person a compliment and say, oh, that's a beautiful blouse you're wearing. And they might say, oh, this, this thing, this raggedy thing. It's like yeah. people, people have a problem. They're not used to being complimented or they don't feel worthy of love. They don't feel worthy of the compliment. So sometimes it's difficult to get them to come over to the other side. And this book, this book that you have written, Weathering the Storm, what did you learn about yourself, Phyllis, while you were writing this book? That's very interesting. Um, what I learned about myself with this book, I had a, uh, an author who actually put all of my words together. His name's Dave Basiri. And he would, um, he put the, he actually is a ghostwriter. So he wrote it and we, we spoke. Each week, I couldn't believe how hard it was to go back and go over that, that. It brought such healing to my heart to share my story and to be able to put it in order. Mm. He was just amazing and it was very healing. I learned about myself is that I needed to face those hard places that I always just shoved down. Mm. And um, it was sometimes we would be talking and you'd say, okay, that's enough for this week because I can tell by your voice that that was a lot for you to speak about. So I learned that I still needed healing and um, it was awesome. I was able to speak these things and be believed and not be condemned or not be uh, judged for my actions. Although he would say those weren't, you know, they weren't the best choices, but um, it was amazing just going back. I would, I would have, if someone needed to write their story, I would definitely recommend Dave Vasiri writing solutions to help them with it because he really, he brought the story alive. Yeah. I could only, I, I could only go so far, but he really just put it down in order and gave the substance to the book. Wow. And so in doing so, Phyllis, do you feel that it was, did it heal you in any type of way? Yes, it healed my heart. I was able okay. to forgive people I thought I had already forgiven, but I hadn't. So I was able to walk through that and um, finish forgiving and just um, breathe through it. And every part of my heart, it was like the Lord, there were shattered pieces and it was like, it just came back together. And um, I was able to be healthy and whole and realize that, you know, it's okay to hurt. It's okay to cry. It's okay to um, not be okay with abuse. 
but you don't have to stay a victim. Don't let the abuse keep victimizing you, but um, be victorious over it and, and move on, you know? Yeah. That was very helpful. So you've taken your pain and you've given it a greater purpose. I truly admire that. Thank you. So many times people, we go through things in life and we get so stuck in it and we're stuck in that place forever instead of using it for the greater good. Sometimes things happen to us so that we can be a lesson to someone else to help other people. And that's exactly what you've done. You've dedicated your life to helping others. And I truly, truly admire that. Thank you. What and is your favorite? I'm sorry, go ahead. Latoya, I, I know I'm very sorry for what happened with your parents. I am. And I know going through the pain that I did, it wasn't the same pain that you went through. Sure. But it hurt to breathe sometimes. It yes. really hurt to breathe. And I would say, bless the Lord, oh, my soul, and all that is within me, because I didn't have anyone else to turn through and with Bill's accident and, and thinking that after 22 years of marriage, I wouldn't be able to ever hear his voice again, which his voice is such a favorite thing for me to hear. Aww. And, um, <laughs> and I want to tell you that there's a God that is deeper than that pain. He is. Yeah. And he's a healer. And it takes time. And you mourn those things. <laughs> this, is, this is her husband, Bill, for those of you who are watching. And he does all the landscaping here at the home, which is tremendous because it's Aww. five acres. Yeah. That's what. Yeah. So I just want to let you know that uh, we've been praying for you here, Soraya and I, and um, God is, is greater than the pain and there is a purpose. And look at you're taking this pain and you're turning it around to share love with others and let them know there is hope. Yes, yes. It's a very difficult situation to go through, but doing this every Saturday, getting up and preparing for this during the week and producing this podcast, I know that I'm helping other people and I, I want to be someone that people can depend on in their time of need because this is such a dark situation. You're dealing with the suicide of your father, but I also have to deal with the shame, the embarrassment of the fact that he killed someone who was such a beautiful person who did nothing in her life but love him in their you know marriage and relationship so it's a, there are a lot of different component components that go into the pain and the agony of what i'm going through so i appreciate you for being here today to help me spread that love to help me fulfill my mission to help me give my pain a greater purpose i truly truly appreciate that thank you it's so an what honor. What is the most important part of your book or the favorite part of your book? The favorite part of my book is when we begin to start um, opening House of Hope, New Hampshire. And we've gotten through it. We've gotten through overcoming my um, addiction as a, in my teen years. We've gotten through the accident that there was, there were days after Bill's accident, we lost everything. I get a little emotional. And I thought, will I ever feel joy again? Mm -hmm. And yes, I did feel joy again. I remember the day and I remember thinking, I feel joy because I thought, you know, I thought it would be impossible. But there's a favorite scripture I have, Luke 137. And it's a, um, all thing, nothing is impossible with God. And yeah. that feeling joy again was not impossible. 
And open, not only did I feel joy, but he used Bill and I and seven beautiful uh, board members came on and helped us. I've, I've got a pastor who's been so supportive in the area. And just to see this home come to fruition and to see women come here and be set free. Wow. And that's been amazing. And my favorite part of the book is when we see God come through and then when we get the funds to open this home, it was, that's my favorite. And I get to share about the God, my God, my Lord, my Savior, who allowed me to have the strength and the courage and showed me how to move these mountains in this area. Oh my goodness, that is so wonderful. I wish I was closer. I would love to come and do a presentation at your home. How long has the House of Hope been in existence? Well, it's December 7th of 2018, we acquired the property. So we, be, we took our first lady in, which we still can only have up to four right now. We have a few more things to go before we can have eight to 12 at a time. Okay. So December 7th, 2018. And then we took our first lady in the March of 2019. Wow. So how many women have you rescued? Uh, there have been eight women who've been through the home. Uh, we just had our first graduate, someone who stayed the 12 months. Oh. So, yeah. So it's... um. It's been uh, four ladies that are working, walking onward and really serving the Lord and not addicted right now. Yes, that is so wonderful. And you do all of this through the power and the love of Jesus Christ. Did you have any formal training to present something like this or did it just oh, come yes. to? Okay. I was a graduate of New Life Home for Women and Children in 1984. Okay. It's been 34 years. And then I went back there and trained a year in 2017 to direct the home. So Grace, Pastor Grace Rosado really helped me, walk me through the ins and outs of directing a home and opening one in our area. So I had that intense year of training and I've worked with women and um, teenagers throughout the years for the last 20 to 25 years, I've worked with a lot of women and I worked with women at, at New Life as well. So I've had a lot of training in this area. I've worked with over 400 women. And so now this is women coming out of our home, so. Absolutely beautiful. So I, I read that you also have worked with teens and youth. Can you tell me a little bit about the Gen, was it Gen Now Youth? Oh yes, that's a youth group at our church in okay. um, Christian Life Fellowship. So I was a part of the youth group team. There was a bunch of us with Pastor Brian Cook. So I um, worked with that, but I've also worked with teens um, that were troubled, brought them into my home, uh, but it wasn't connected to that youth group. They were teens. Um, one of them was um, incarcerated like at the youth detention center. I've gone in and shared my stories at those youth okay. detention centers. Wow, that's wonderful. So your book is called Weathering the Storm. It's available on Amazon, but when does it go on sale, Phyllis? It's on sale now. You can pick it up now. Um, it is on Amazon.com and it's $14.99. Or you can also get an ebook, which is $4.99. Okay. So you can get that now on Amazon.com. 
Wonderful. And to support you, Phyllis, what I'm going to do today for those individuals who are on the, the Facebook live feed right now, if you could send me a private message with your email address, I will make sure that you get a copy of the ebook. I will go to Amazon and I will purchase the ebook for you and you will receive it in your email. But you have to make sure you have the Kindle app on your device. You don't have to have the actual Kindle, but if you have the app on your phone or your computer, you'll definitely be able to read it. So please be sure to do that. Just send me a private message with your email address and I will make sure that you have your own personal ebook copy of Weathering the Storm by my guest, my wonderful guest here today, Phyllis Phelps. Now, Phyllis, I have a couple of questions, more questions for you. Is that okay? okay. Yes, it is. <laughs> So are you going to be writing any more books? Is this the only book you've written? Will there be more books in the future? Well, we were talking about doing a devotional, a woman's devotional. Um, I'm going to wait a good year and see how this book goes because I'm busy getting this home, um, keeping this home running. And so there could be, but there's no promise. Okay. But it's a lot. It takes a lot of time. So. Oh, so how long did it take you to complete this book? Well, I had been working on it for about five years, writing it, just um, just pouring out all my thoughts on, on two pages. And it took me a full year when I got serious and said, okay. And I got my um, ghostwriter, Dave Fasiri, and we, an hour every week, and then editing it, um, we rewrote chapters. And so it took a good year. Yeah. Can you provide us the information for your ghostwriter if anyone is interested? I can do that. That is Dave Fasiri, Writing Solutions. If you look that up on um, Google, he it will come up. He's also on LinkedIn and he is out of Arizona and he does an amazing job. He walks you through getting your book written and he just lets your story come alive, helps you to Really, he knows the questions to ask you to bring that book alive. Um, How do you spell his last name? It's F-I-C-E-R-E. Okay. It's Dave, and it's Writing Solutions. Dave Basir, Writing Solutions. He does have a web page as well, so you can find him on the web. Okay. Thank you so much for providing that information to us. So are you a big reader? Do you have any favorite books? Well, I do. I read a lot. My office is full of books, but my absolute favorite book is the Bible. I gain a lot of strength, instruction. Um, I read it from cover to cover, uh, sometimes twice a year. You know, I just gain such strength from the pages of it. And my favorite book in the Bible is Hebrews. So it talks a lot about faith. Okay. So. Now, would you say that the Bible has transformed your life? Oh, definitely. Mine and so many others. Yeah. It That's gives instruction on parenting and on how to love and who to love, you know, so it really does. It gives salvation. It talks about Jesus Christ dying on the cross for our place where we could never be good enough to pay for our sins. And it talks about us committing our lives to him. When we come to the end of ourselves and realize that the, cre the one who created us really knows how we should um, and how do we can find peace 
and how we can live for him. And then we can be in eternity with Jesus Christ when we commit our lives to him, turn away from sin, ask his forgiveness. He took our sin on the cross, our shame, our sorrow. He took all of that. And then when we ask him to come into our heart and commit our lives to live for him and be set free. And that's what my life is all about. That's the legacy I want to leave is that Jesus Christ saved me. I turned, he turned my life around. He gave me hope when I had no hope and he will do it for anybody. He came and he gave his life for all, for whomsoever will that wants to come on to him. Those who are weary and they need rest. Those who are done fighting and you come to the end of the addiction. He's the hope. He's what changes your heart and your life and set you free. Yes, yes. So Phyllis, if there is someone who's watching right now who may be struggling with addiction, who may be in a situation they know is not good for them, what kind of advice would you give them to help them take the first step of getting out of that situation? I would say reach out, call someone, call out to Jesus Christ first. This is it, you know, in the Bible it says, I cried unto him and he heard my cry. I was not a lover of Jesus Christ. But when I came to the end myself and I thought my life was going to be over, I cried out to God. First and foremost, cry out to Jesus Christ and say, help me, Lord. Then I, I have a phone number here you can pick up and call. It's 1-603-499-8068. We um, here at the home are committed to helping you. If I don't have a bed available, I have other resources that I could give to you, other numbers you could call to help you. And there, Jesus Christ is freedom from addiction. He is deeper than that. There are many ways you can get help and we can walk you through that. We have a pastor here. He comes every Thursday. So we have resources, resources to help and we can pray with you. Mm -hmm. But I would definitely say, pick up the phone, call a teen challenge. They're all over the world. This house is just what House of Hope, New Hampshire, here in New Hampshire. But there's teen challenges wherever you're at. We do take women from all over the world. But if men are struggling with addiction, there's teen challenges. Um, you can find them in most major cities. So pick up that phone and reach out. It takes courage to reach out. But there is, there is hope to overcoming addiction. There really is. Um, like I said, our number again is House of Hope, New Hampshire, 1-603-499-8068. Thank you so much. You are just a ray of sunshine. And I tell you, if the world had more pe people like you, we would definitely be in a much better place. Thank you, Latoya. Now you've talked a little bit about your husband and I'm so glad that he's around and he's still here and he's helping you at the House of Hope. But tell me a little bit about your family, if you don't mind. No, I have three children that are married and I have a daughter who lives in Texas. Well, going up to see you in August, I can't wait. Aww. I have eight grandchildren. <gasps> so yeah, I miss them. I have empty nest syndrome and there's, they've been out of the house for a while. Um, my youngest daughter um, just came in and taught a financial class here because here at House of Hope, you learn how to deal with your finances, your um, manage a family, a home. And my daughter actually came and taught financial peace. Oh. My, yeah, it's a wonderful um, program to teach. 
And so then I get to see her and then my daughter-in-law comes and helps out. She picks up donations, brings uh, people to appointments, cooks dinner sometimes so that I can spend some time in the office when I need to. And my oldest daughter just moved out to Texas. So I have a really great family. My kids um, have just been wonderful and the Lord's blessed me with wonderful children and it's an honor to be their mom. And that's my family. Any other questions? Oh, that's beautiful. That is so awesome. I just wanna know when the pages of your life are reviewed, what do you want to most be remembered for, Phyllis? I wanna be remembered for my love of Jesus Christ. Mm. I want to be remembered of someone who overcame and didn't give in to the pain and the wiles of this world, mm -hmm. the ways of this world. So, you know, we're not here for our our own benefit. We're here for the benefit of mankind. And you have dedicated your life to helping and serving others and giving God's love. And you are definitely an earth angel. And I'm so happy that I came in contact with you, that our paths have crossed. And I am just, I'm elated. And I really thank you for being here today on my platform, on my podcast, Speaking of Love. I'm so happy you were here. And again, for the audience, her book is called Weathering the Storm, Breaking Through the Tempest of Pain with God's Anchor of Hope. And this is the cover of the book here, beautiful illustration on the cover. And if you go to Amazon, the book is on sale right now. However, for all of our guests who are here today, if you send me a private message with your email address, I will make sure that you get a copy of the ebook in your email. So I will, I'm willing to do that for you all today. And I'm going to get myself a copy of it too, because I haven't read it. I didn't know it was on sale yet, but I'm definitely going to buy it. And I thank you so much for being here today, Phyllis. And is there anything else you'd like to say before we wrap up? I just want to thank you. Thank you for your support and um, offering that book to your pe the people that are listening today. And I hope we can um, actually meet again. Maybe sometime you'll get to come out and tour the home. We'll oh, see. I would love that. I would absolutely love that. That we would love to have you. And you know, LaToya, I do go out and speak. I do speak in women's groups. I do speak in churches. And um, so if anyone wants to have me come out and speak, I would love to do that. Oh, definitely. Definitely. Thank you. And I'm here to support you as well. Well, thank you for being here, Phyllis. Have a great week. And thank you to our audience for tuning in this week of Speaking of Love, the podcast. We will be back next Saturday at 12 o'clock noon. And I'm hoping you'll have a great Saturday. Have a good day, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye, Latoya.